This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't believe I got excited for baseball tonight. Well, luckily we got NFL football to talk about. So let's talk about a team that makes me miserable. And that's the New Orleans Saints. Need them to win nine games this season. And another team that makes me miserable is the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't really bet the Raiders a whole lot because I think that's the worst roster in that division. Well, I thought that was the worst roster in that say entire Denver. division until I saw okay, okay, till I saw yeah, Denver. Till I saw Denver because now all of a sudden the Raiders have the best running back in the league. His name's Josh Jacobs. He's on an absolute tear right now because he wants at least one more NFL contract. What are you doing in this game, Peach? Coming up this weekend where it was a pick, it's one and a half where the Raiders are favored on the road, taking on the Saints, total 49 and a half. Jameis is actually fully healthy right now. But uh, they're going to stick with Andy Dalton. I've already talked about the injury report. No Mike Thomas in this game. Once again, no Jarvis Landry. Tough one, Ryan. So the Saints obviously played last Thursday against Arizona. So they have the nine-day rest. They get the mini-bye. They play against New Orleans, or ex- against the Raiders, excuse me. The Raiders! At home. It's a pass for me. You know, I feel like the public is going to be all over the Raiders in this spot because why would you want to back the Saints? Andy Dalton threw two pick sixes the last time we saw him. The defense has been shredded recently. Seattle put up 32 points against them. You had the Bengals put up 31. You just had Arizona put up 45. So there really isn't much to like with how New Orleans is playing right now. You just mentioned Josh Jacobs and how he's been. Even in the Raiders' losses recently, I mean, the Chiefs game on Monday night, they looked really good. So they've been playing better football lately over the last month. They had a bye week before the Texans game. I don't know. It feels like it's too easy that the Raiders are the side here and like a pick them. It just feels too easy. And we mentioned the NFC South, man. That division is so wide open right now that even a team like the Saints, you win this game and you're right back in it. Yeah. I would think if you're asking me to play the game, I would probably take the Raiders, but I think the Saints are the right side. It's a pass for me. I also kind of tend to lean towards the under in this game, 49 and a half. This just, this just feels like a lower scoring game. Both teams in like the low 20s, like a 24-20, 24-17 kind of game. It's tough. I really don't have a play. I, I, I think the Raiders win the game, but I feel like the Saints are the right side, so I'm going to pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass just because of the injury report, man. And you have Devontae Adams. I guess he's dealing with an illness, but he hasn't really been practicing. I'm guessing he's probably going to play in this game. Derek Carr has been a little bit dinged up. He's going to play in this game. Darren Waller is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's questionable, but he was a limited participant in practice all week, including today. Because I'm with you. I mean, I need the Saints. I technically have a bet on this game because if the Saints lose, I'm in huge trouble. Two Mm -hmm. and six to start the season, I'm screwed. The one good thing, man, is if you go back, so like the Raiders are 0-6 against the spread in their last six road games against teams with a losing record, which is a dumb trend, but I just don't trust them. And week eight, the Saints 7-1-1 against the spread in their last nine week eight games, which means absolutely nothing, but it's a trend that gives me some hope that maybe they could turn it around. 
I, I just, I, I don't know what's up with the Saints team because they have all the talent. And if you look at the first couple weeks of the season, I mean, they were losing games because offensively Jameis was a mess and then he got dinged up. There were the turnovers. I mean, the only game that Jameis looked halfway decent, he was brutal in the first half. He needed to come back and uh, beat Atlanta. And he yeah. was awesome in the third and fourth quarter. But in the first half, he stunk in that game. So I don't feel great about the Saints. They were carried by their defense the first couple weeks yeah, of the I don't season. Like this game. Their defense has been all dinged up. Lattimore's missed time. So staying away from this one. Let's move on. Patriots, Jets. I think we both have a play in this game. Mac Jones. Back as starting quarterback of the Patriots. Bailey Zappi back to the sidelines. Patriots back to being favorites. Two and a half point favorites. Minus 115 is the juice. The total's 40. My breakdown of this is really simple. It's Bill Belichick against the Jets. Bill Belichick hates the Jets. All of his former players talk about that. He loves the Navy and he hates the Jets. That's the two fun facts about Bill Belichick. And also, Zach Wilson, not very good. No. I mean, it's early, but... Look at the wins, even. The win against Green Bay. He had 10 completions. He had 19 dropbacks in that game. They won that game. They've won They won the last couple of weeks because of Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Now Brees Hall's done for the year. You do bring in James Robinson. Nice trade for him. That's why you give up a fifth-round pick. Yep. But he's just a different back. He's not explosive. Brees Hall, every time he touches the ball, could give you a chunk play. He could take it 40, 50 yards for a touchdown. That's not really James Robinson's game. So, for me... I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm going to take them on the money line, minus 145. It's chalky. I don't care. Nice start to the season for Robert Sala and the Jets, but Bill Belichick's going to uh, have Zach Wilson seeing ghosts, Sam Darnold style. This is not only my favorite bet of the week. It might be one of my favorite bets of the entire year. I love New England, minus 2.5 in this game. Two things I always look for when I'm betting the NFL that New England fits the bill for this week, pun intended, with Bill Belichick. I love betting a team who loses at home and then goes on the road the following week. Bruce Arians said one time that in the NFL, all you're looking to do every year is win all your home games and split your road games. When you lose at home because you feel like you can make the playoffs, when you lose at home, it's that immediate sense of urgency to get that loss right back when you go on the road. You don't have the at-home distractions when you go on the road. You check into a new city. You lock in quicker. Like you said, divisional opponent, Belichick always likes beating the Jets. So that, and then the second thing is I love the fact that when teams get humiliated, betting them to bounce back, not only did New England get humiliated, they got humiliated in prime time. Yep, by Justin Fields and the Bears, by Matt Eberflus. Right, so I really expect a big-time effort from New England. It doesn't matter whether it's Mac Jones. It doesn't doesn't matter if it's Zappy. New England's going to win this game. I love them minus two and a half. My favorite play of the week. This thing could get ugly. I'd, I'd look at maybe taking some alternate spreads with them as well. Zach Wilson, too. I mean, Belichick against Wilson. I feel like every time they match up, Wilson throws like at least three picks. I think mean, this could be another one of those games. Take the Pats, minus two and a half. This is the best bet of the week. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I agree. This is my biggest bet in the NFL. And I just placed it actually yesterday. I just kept going back and forth with this game and Nice story the Jets have been, but without Brees Hall, I think they're going to run into some trouble on the offensive side of the ball. I think he's been the deodorant that's covered up that stink. And I like James Robinson. 
I even like Carter, man, but it's just they're different backs. And Brees Hall was awesome. He is awesome. He Hopefully he bounces back and yeah. is awesome when he comes back from that ACL injury midway point next year or whenever he's able to come back. Here's one I have another play in. I bet the uh, under in this game, but I wouldn't currently recommend that because we moved way past the key number. We're down to 43. I do like the Steelers. They're 10.5-point dogs in this game out in Philadelphia. I'll let you go first here really quickly. Anything for you in this one? No official play. If anything, it'd probably be the Steelers, too. Ten and a half is a lot of points. Pittsburgh, another good team they're playing in a row. Kenny Pickett has looked fine. They're playing hard for him. Offense probably needs to score a little bit more points. They're still really not getting into like the mid-20s or high-30s or anything crazy like that. The worry is just that the Eagles are coming off a bye. Now, that could work in Pittsburgh's favor because obviously the Eagles, they're undefeated. You take away all that momentum when you go on a bye. How are you going to look after that bye? Maybe you don't treat Pittsburgh as you should because they're not a very good team. But 10 and a half is just too many points for me to not take the Steelers. So I'm going to ride with them. Completely agree, man. This is a number play where the matchup might absolutely suck. And I love this Eagles team. Last night, I think I endorsed Jalen Hurts to become the next president of the United States of America. Unfortunately, he's not 35 years old yet, though. But he's been awesome. And if you look at it, though, the Steelers are not a great football team. Week one, defensively, we were like, all right, TJ Watt, defensive player of the year. Big win over the Bengals. Then he gets hurt. We'll wait and see when he's able to come back here. He's trying to get back on the field. But the Steelers, though, say what you want about them. They played one of the tougher schedules in the league, and the Eagles have actually played one of the top 10 easiest schedules so far. And I'm not trying to take away what they've done. They've looked great on both sides of the ball. I just think the numbers should be nine, nine and a half. I think 11's a little, little inflated. The Steelers' offensive line, we knew this coming into the season. I mean, they spend all that money on the defensive side of the ball. Is Kyle Tucker, is that his second homer? Yeah, he's going to win your, MVP. Yeah, there's yeah. your World Series MVP, <laughs> damn it. But so the Steelers, man, um, coming into the season, I was like, offensively, they're going to be a mess. They're just going to try to figure out if it's like Mitch moving forward. We know Kenny Pickett's the quarterback of the future, but when are they going to go to him? And the offensive line, not great. 25th and adjusted line yards, not getting much push right now. But they're going against the Eagles here. And you think of the Eagles defensive line, obviously one of their strengths, really good at getting after the quarterback. But even with Fletcher Cox and Hardgrave, and now they add Robert Quinn, who we haven't seen yet, and Jordan Davis, who they spent that draft capital on surprisingly, like if you adjust for schedule, they're below average right now in yards per rush before first contact. They're 24th in adjusted line yards. So if the Steelers could rush for three, four yards occasionally in this game, including Najee Harris, then I think that maybe, just maybe, they could keep the Eagles on the sideline and keep this game within 11. Kenny Pickett hasn't been very good so far. He's actually the 24th rated quarterback, and he's behind Matt Ryan, who I thought died on the field twice last week and has now been replaced by a guy that we've never seen take a snap in an NFL game, mm-hmm. and Sam Ellinger. And the O-line for Kenny Pickett, not great, obviously, but when he drops back, pass protection, they're actually a top 10 unit. So not great when they run the football, but in pass pro right now, and We'll see what happens this weekend going against the Eagles. They've actually protected him, but he's holding on to the ball too long, man. And looking at like last week. So we know the Dolphins obviously blitz at a crazy rate last week. They did it again, but they like to play zone coverage behind that. I I, I guess I just think that Kenny Pickett, if he just dinks and dunks, takes what the defense could give to him, they could run the ball for three to four yards. They could keep it within the number. The other thing here with the Eagles They're going to come out, probably throw the ball in the first half. We'll see some A.J. Brown. If they do get out to a big lead, we've seen them in the second half of some of these games because they are the number one rushing attack in the league. Mm -hmm. Kind of take their foot off the gas, run the ball a little bit more uh, with Miles Sanders. So I like the Steelers plus 11. 
saying this scares me a little bit. And I like the under, but I wouldn't play it past the key number of 43. If it bounces back up, maybe go with it. Anything in this one for you? Uh, Titans-Texans is stinky to me. Two and, and a half is, is the spread. It's, the Texans are two and a half points. It's dogs. actually moved up to three now. So the Titans are minus three, minus 105. So it is moving more and more to probably where you would think it would be. This was like at one and a half one point in the week, and it just it, it stunk. The Titans clearly aren't getting respected by the market. Every week it seems like they have a spread that they're just daring you to bet them. And Vrabel is kind of like the Mike Gundy of the NFL. They have all these close games, and it seems like he always covers them. They had another small spread last week against the Colts. Two and a half covered that. We know against Washington they had a short spread. Commanders actually closed his favorites in that game. And the Titans won that one. Las Vegas, they were two and a half point dogs, won that. So the Titans just thrive in these spots. Now that it's gotten a three, kind of like the Texans a little bit. If this goes to three and a half, I'm absolutely betting the Texans. At three right now, I still probably lean Titans. More so just go Titans money line, maybe minus 145. Just a pass for me. Anything under three, I like Tennessee. But if this goes to three and a half, then I'm going to bet. Houston. Love it. I do have a player prop in this game. I'm going Derrick Henry over 99 and a half rushing yards. It's it's like this game, the numbers telling me take the Texans. Texans plus three. And I think the Texans might even win this game outright. The only problem is the market never gives any respect to Tennessee. I mean, I did this a couple weeks ago with the Colts again. Tennessee's always just going to win football games because they have a pass rush. Mike Vrabel is a great coach. That's why I was coach of the year last year or two years ago, whenever that was. And even though Ryan Tannehill isn't a top 10 quarterback in the league. As long as you're running the football with Derrick Henry for four or five yards per carry, he's able to beat you through play action. And the Robert Woods trade, that was a huge deal for them, man. The Rams are really missing Robert Woods. Big Worked time. out for him last year when they had OBJ, but now right. that they don't, they need that possession they, wide receiver. They, they sure do. That's what they're lacking. So mm-hmm. I think the Texans are the right play. I'm just going to go Derrick Henry over 99 and a half rushing yards. Guy's a monster. 30 carries again last week.